0: South Africa, the music reflected the culture of the people that was so significantly different from the apartheid government. Apartheid segregation based on race was implemented from 1948 to 1994 until the ANC or African National Congress won the election and Nelson Mandela was sworn into the presidency. Along with the artists of Argentina, protest musicians in South Africa were imprisoned exiled and even put to death because of their views and because of this the music at the time represented everything that the government was not at all and there was a stark contrast between the music that the that the government did support and the protest music the songs belonged to the people of South Africa not the other way around and that is why it became so popular especially with a younger generation not only did this period of music fight against the systemic oppression of apartheid but also of racial injustice all over the globe and because of this this music has been transported across the world and globally and has become prominent in the protest music realm everywhere kosi i africa was written by inos sotonga in 1897, originally as a Christian hymn that translates to Lord Bless Africa. During apartheid, it became an African liberation hymn and was later adopted to become the national anthem of South Africa along with Zambia, Tanzania, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. It was the official anthem for the ANC and became a symbol for the anti-apartheid movement. Written in B-flat major, it has a tone of cheerfulness And as the University of Michigan describes this key, it holds hope and aspirations for a better world than what we are in now, which fits perfectly. Not only is this represented in the composition, but also in the lyrics. It asks to protect the nation of South Africa, as well as intervening and ending all conflicts. It was inaugurated as the national anthem in 1996, where it was adapted to have five of South Africa's 11 national languages, and it is a symbol of unification and struggle for the country. Nkosi Sikaleli radiates the idea of Ubuntu, which includes compassion and humanity. In a way, it says, I am, and therefore we are, where they have blended the overall struggle with personal experiences, making the music that much more powerful. And that is an overall motif in South African protest music. Another influential song, Homeless by Ladysmith Black Mambazo, was released in 1989. It protests apartheid without even mentioning it, which is the whole beauty of this song. During the time of the apartheid government, anybody who spoke ill of apartheid was thrown in jail or exiled. So artists had to subtly resist. In this song they protest the living condition of the black men and women affected by apartheid black men were sent to work in the mines without their families wives or children and their families had to relocate to the districts that the government made up for them that had terrible living conditions they classified themselves as being homeless hence the name of the song written in gosa and in english it is incredibly powerful and asks the government one main question why and as as well as addressing that there are so many dead tonight and that it could be you there are no instruments simply vocals as the chorus sings in beautiful harmony the song is raw as well as ringing true for many who experienced it personally i grew up listening to the song always playing in the background on sunday mornings and its lyrics were will forever be ingrained into my mind and i feel like that is what makes this song so timeless. Johannes Kerkoro was another influential Afrikaans songwriter and activist. During his time at Stellenbos University, where he became the editor for the newspaper, the end conscription campaign, which protested the mandatory military service for the apartheid government and the National Union of South African Students. He led vocal campaign for progressives in the era of conformity, being a student under the rectorship of my grandfather, Mike de He was radical and revolutionary. His song, Sit It Off, or Turn It Off, enveloped the Afrikaans punk rock era that was provocative and loud and in your face. This song was truly against the state broadcasts of the SABC, or the South African Broadcasting Corporation, which basically just spread all the propaganda of the apartheid government and he was telling people to turn it off. His music made the people less scared of the administration as he used satirical lyrics and funky rhythms and tunes and in an article from Gergoro's best friend Charles Leonard he says the music gave young rebels a sense of solidarity and allowed them to laugh together at the apartheid establishment. I would like to thank my parents for answering my questions. I know it's not an easy thing to speak about your experiences growing up on not the wrong side of history, but rather on the side that the apartheid government favored. Um, I would also like to say that at the end of this podcast in the playlist, there are all these songs that I mentioned and more, as well as more podcasts involving the Argentinian government and the American protest music during the civil rights movement as well as their corresponding songs. So, thank you. I would like to take this opportunity to ask my dad a few questions about growing up during this time in South Africa. So, hi.
1: Hey, James.
0: Um, My first question would be, what was your experience like growing up during apartheid?
1: So we grew up in the back end of apartheid when we had the best of what apartheid offered white people, which meant that I was very privileged, but a lot of people uh, had the other side, very disenfranchised, very marginalized, very poor.
0: Yeah, so transitioning into music, I want to ask you what your favorite artists were growing up.
1: You know, I listen to a lot of music, and so I'll give you just a glimpse of who I listen to, and I'll have to translate some of them so that you can get a feel for how these artists addressed apartheid and the world we lived in. One artist I, I listened to was Johannes Kerkorol, and that would translate into John Church Organ. And he uh, yelled against uh, all the very conservative Christian folk of the country, One of his songs, for instance, was Sit Dit Af, Just Shut It Off. In those days, it was more radio than television, even. And he just said, switch it off. Don't listen to the politicians. Don't listen to the leaders of the land. Uh, There was another artist called Kuis or Jacob Kitchen. Um, Another weird translation for him. And he had a song called Blameer Op Apartheid, which basically says... Blame it on apartheid, and it again was a protest against the apartheid regime. And then, probably one of my favorites and uh, a little bit of a swear word here is Fokov Polisikar, which basically says F away police car. And they were also protesting apartheid, and they had a song called Klephoi Klasseis, which basically says that people who live in glass houses should not throw stones. And then they equated the apartheid system to a glass house. But then I also listened to other music. I listened to Mango Groove, which was a crossover band, a band of um, multiracial people in a time of racial segregation. And they played Marabi and Quella music. Uh, They had a lovely penny whistle that that they used. And one of my favorite songs is called Another Country, where they longed for a country of integration, a country of social justice and equity and inclusion. And of course, Apartheid was none of those things. Um, Big names that I listened to were Jaluka, with Johnny Clegg and Sipo Mchunu. Uh, They played maskanga music or mbakanga music. Uh, And one of my favorites that I listen to this day is Scatterlings of Africa, because I'm a scatling living here in the U.S. Uh, Maria Makeba, of course, she had a wonderful song about Malcolm X, um, which the the apartheid government didn't quite like. Uh, And then people like Lady Smith Black Mombazo, who sang um, in sort of the traditional Zulu a cappella style or Mbube music. Um, They made wonderful songs with Paul Simon, of course, uh, and on their own. And then I love reggae. I loved Lucky Dube. Uh, Some of his songs are entitled Prisoner, and that was against all the people who were imprisoned during the apartheid years. Slave, that's another song against the apartheid regime. And then Exodus, a very hopeful song that the apartheid regime would end. So as you can hear, I listen to a lot of music, both Afrikaans and in other languages.
0: And in the midst of this defiance and listening to protest music, how did young South Africans react to the government censorship in the media?
1: Yeah, so I can only speak for being a white South African because I think black South Africans had a very different experience than the one that I had. But uh, in my late teens and early college years, there was a, a group of musicians and Johannes Kerkol was part of it, Kuiscom Bass was part of it, um, and they they called themselves the Full Freitur, which translates into free as a bird, or maybe a better translation would be the outcast tour. And they toured all the university campuses um, where they got banned immediately because the, the government and the administration of the universities didn't want them to play there. But we then just found other venues where we listened to these these, these artists and... And it was always basically a message that apartheid was wrong and it needs to end. Um, and of course the, the politicians didn't like these, these these songs. And so a lot of young people joined the full freight tour and things what happened there. But then there were also even some of my friends who were very nationalist. And so they were very protective of white african speaking people. And they, they went to their rallies and they tended their things. Uh, And as I've said, I mean, black folk would have had a very different experience compared to us whites.
0: And how did this music you listened to influence you, if it did in any way?
1: Yeah, so I grew up in a household that loved music. My dad especially loved German piano music and organ music. So every weekend we would play a lot of music in my house. I sang either solo in choirs from the age of about six till the age of about 27 for many years. Love music, but I'm very grateful to music because music allowed me to grow out of my family and out of my church and out of my country. And all of those things were good to grow out of.
0: Thank you.